Hello, all you beautiful people. This is Optimistically Depressed. I'm your host, Ruth McMullen. I've been thinking a lot about love. And I've been asking myself what it actually means. And it's funny. It's something that we think about, that we talk about a lot in society, but we don't really sit down and actually express the definition of it. And I'm sure that Webster's Dictionary has some kind of definition for love, but how is that actually acted out? How is that played out in our lives? I talk about it all the time. I talk about how I love all of you. What does that mean? I've had to really wrestle with that. And another thing that I've been thinking about is how you can love a person but decide that they just can't be a part of your life anymore. They're hurting you too much. It's like, shouldn't love be a reason to not stop, to keep enduring? But then you have to recognize your own limits. Does love have limits? Should it have limits? But we can't get caught up in should and shouldn't. You just kind of have to look at what it is. I have limitless love. I would say I have limitless love for my children. I'd say I'd have limitless love for my husband. But I've never been tested to the extremes in any of those cases. I have struggled with feeling love, with accepting love. And I've struggled with the question of whether or not I should give love, which is interesting to me because I thought that I was a very loving person. But I've caught myself in a few instances when I'm getting really close with someone, I've caught myself hesitant. And I'm not really sure why that is. Maybe I've got myself a little bit too caught up in what the meaning is and what the words are that I would use to describe what love is. Maybe that's because love just really can't be described with our words. Maybe we're just too limited with this language. As is the case in many situations. Maybe this is just one of those. But I would say it also kind of goes back to trust and can I trust myself? I would say I have trust issues. And is it because I feel like I can't trust other people or is it because I feel like I can't really trust myself? Have I broken my promise to myself too many times? Have I failed to protect myself too many times? And is that what kind of prevents me from wanting to go forward and be truly loving? How's that for some deep philosophical discussion? (laughs) Um, It's just been something that's been, I don't know, I've been just kind of going back and forth on or just kind of trying to explore lately. And I've had a couple friends 
talk about how it's something that you just kind of have to open yourself up to feel. And they were able to word it in such a way that it basically made me feel a lot. And of course I cried because it just felt really good. But I'm still trying to digest what all of that meant. certainly puzzles me but I still do believe that love is something that can change the world and maybe that's why it can change the world because it's so complicated and simple it's interesting I got to interview Holly Carr And I have to say, she is, she's one of my favorite people. I only really just got to know her. I sat down and had a coffee with her before we did the podcast. And then she came over and did the podcast. And she's so full of wisdom and a way of expressing thoughts that is new. You know, it's fresh Um, and, and wise just sitting with her and listening to her speak is so comforting. And I just really enjoy being in her presence. She's an extremely talented artist who's passionate about her work. And you can tell it's like she's passionate about her work because she's, she truly believes in what she's doing and she's doing something that is healthy not only for her, but for everyone that encounters it. She is truly one of those people that I want to grow up to become. It was an incredible honor to have her in my home and to have her in my life. So I'm, I am really excited to be able to let all of you listen in on the conversation that her and I got to have And I hope to have her on again because I just think that she has so much wisdom to share and we can all benefit from that. Now, can't we? Maybe I could ask her what she thinks about love. So uh, everyone just sit back and relax and take it in. Here's Holly. So, hi, Holly. Hello. How are you, Ruth? I'm good. good. How are you? I'm great, actually. Yeah. Had a pretty good day. Good. Yeah. So, and we were just talking about where Holly lives now in Canning. Yeah, Canning at the base of the North Mountain. So, okay. a lot of people know the look-off. When you head um, to um, the Valley Blomidon Way, and we live at the base of that mountain before you head up to the look-off. Oh. So, the mountain's our backyard, the North Mountain. Oh my goodness. Literally our backyard. Yeah, I can walk out there and we have hiking trails carved all through it. And it's so beautiful. We live on an, uh, in a 200-year-old farmhouse with oh lots of goodness. wonderful ghosts and lots of stories. And then, and then we have about 11 acres and it just climbs up into the mountain. So old farmland. It's really pretty. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's really beautiful, especially right now because it's mostly hardwood. So the whole mountain just turns 
you know, red and orange, yellow, and it's just happening now and it makes me very happy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, absolutely. This is one of my favorite seasons right oh, here. Me too. <laughs> I wish it would last longer, but maybe me that's too. why it's favorite because it's so special because it's because such a it's short so, season. Yeah. You, so mm-hmm. it's like it kind of forces you to keep your eyes open and yeah. keep watching. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just take it in. Love that crisp, fresh air when you wake up in the morning. Yes. And walking, oh. you still have the sun, you know. The days are getting shorter, but I don't even mind that because you want to get cozy, you know, when it gets cold. And mm-hmm. No, it's all good. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Yep. I love that. I like talking with people who enjoy it as well because it just kind of helps me be like, yeah, see, it is great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. We have a, a garden and we um, actually, we grow pumpkins and sunflowers in there. Oh my goodness. And this is like harvest. So we have, we only got nine pumpkins this year, but that's pretty good. Sometimes you don't get as many. And, um, and we have bees. And so the bees are all sort of tucking in now and um, we might get a little bit of honey from them, you know, soon uh, before wow. their last little flight goes out. And, and it's a beautiful time. Everything, all our old blueberry bushes are turning red. Yeah, it's, it's really pretty glorious. And our view from our studio is the North Mountain. So that's where I, I can just look out on that when I'm painting and just need to take a break, just go out on the deck and get some air and look at the mountain and, oh yeah, my center myself. Good. <laughs> yeah. It's good. And yeah, and you, are, you and your husband are both artists. We are. We're both full-time artists. Mm-hmm. We have been for oh, over 25 years. Wow. Um, yeah, we met at NASCAD, the Nova Scotia College of Art and Design, when we were... Um, yeah, well, we were 20 when we met. So, yeah, we were kids. And oh, I love yeah, it. and we've been full time artists. I, we both have teaching degrees, art teaching degrees, and I taught full time for one year. And other than that, we have been full time artists. So, it's been, it's been a, you know, it's a struggle sometimes, but mostly it's, it's been a really interesting life. Yeah, a rich one. Yeah. And so, you, like, when you're doing art, you must be drawing like that, like you're drawing on yourself your inspiration and everything that you see and like yeah well that's actually interesting you say that because when we were younger I really liked to um do a lot of social satire like I loved going to gallery openings and cocktail parties and theater openings and more um as a voyeur really than than actually participating um (laughs) and then I would go home and paint all these scenes I would see you know and I just love doing that and um you know, it was, it was just, it was great fun. And, and I loved, I loved costume and, and painting that and creating that. Um, but then probably as I've gotten older, um, it's, it's more of our land. Yeah. It's, it's, um, we're surrounded by nature. You know, we have foxes and coyotes and pheasants and they're all in our backyard. I mean, they're literally there. Uh, lots of beautiful ravens and eagles. Um, so now what's happening is I find that creeping more into my, um, my art and anthropomorphizing a lot of it, just having some fun with that. Um, but right now I'm actually building my whole, my whole year has been consumed with light in the forest, which is all completely inspired by, um, by my yard, by my life around me. And I'm in the woods every day. Um, but also by, um, by people I care about and the losses they've had. So it's a kind of a combo nation now, but, um, not as much humor, but lots of beauty and uh, poignancy, I think. Yeah. And light in the forest. Let's yeah. talk about that. Light in the forest. Yeah. Oh, it has been a labor of love. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's, it's, I have, well, it's interesting because it's also been stressful. So I've had to constantly remind myself of the light in the forest, you know, because it's a lot of work. I've never produced a huge show, I produce small ones, but this is a lot to take on and a lot of responsibility. But in my gut, I know it's right. And it's, um, that's why I'm doing it. We had, um, we had, uh, lost a, a number of young people, um, in the past year, uh, who, um, were suffering and couldn't get themselves out. Mm-hmm. And so it was, uh, yeah, it was really eye-opening. And my own young son had really suffered um, when he was a young guy, especially. Mm-hmm. And um, so I could relate to that. And so I wanted to do something. So I had built this installation called Light in the Forest for Katie University a few years back when my boy was young. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, sort of sort of looking at trying to understand his fears and and his anxieties and then coupled with my own fears as a child and what I was going through as a child and um and created this installation where it was all scary in the forest on the outside with big trees and (coughs) excuse me mythical beasts and but inside was beautiful and colorful and warm and you could crawl inside this giant installation and in there, I had music like from Mr. Dress Up and the Friendly Giant, and mm. you know, excuse me. <coughs> and so, inside, you could go, and and so you could go through the forest as much as you could take it, just like life. And then you go and you get in your cozy space, and you feel safe, and um, and surround yourself with with color and warmth and um, things that made you feel safe as a child. So I did that, and then when this happened. I brought it back out and I thought, well, in a gallery, you have to, how many people come to the gallery and we want to access as many people and spread a message, like a message of resilience and hope and mental wellness, you know? Mm. And, um, so with, I thought, well, let's just turn it into a theater piece, like a multimedia. So it's not a very traditional, like actor standing and speaking and it's actually watching a piece of giant art come to life and it takes you on a journey and you just sit and go for the ride and takes you through the dark forest with the animals, you know, with their glowing eyes and all the scary and the sounds. And and then slowly as each time each piece is revealed through this art installation and each piece is like a sculpture so hard to describe without seeing it, um, then you slowly, the lights comes in and it gets lighter and lighter. So the beautiful and forest inhabitants are revealed in this gorgeous sunny light. Um, some with their babies, some rolling around, some eating berries, all the lovely things forest animals do besides stalking around with drooling, you know, <laughs> drooling and sharp teeth and, uh, you know, so it's, it's showing the other side and using really the forest as like a metaphor uh, mm-hmm. for fear and overcoming fear. Um, so it's, it's been, uh, yeah, it's beautiful. I, we, we have dance or more movement, um, um, dance elements, and we have uh, music, and um, I'm painting live in it, uh, mostly monochromatically, but the color world is already, I pre-painted all of it, so some of it's up to like 40 feet by 15 feet giant paintings I've painted, wow. um, and we're lighting them, and we have silk trees that are 12 feet tall and illuminated from the inside. Um, it's a beautiful thing. I oh and, oh, and I just had the most exciting thing happen. So this this project is becoming so many things it's it's very multifaceted so it is this theater piece but it's also a book that's being published of the same name Mm. which will be out probably just after christmas okay um so light in the forest it's for young kids i'm gonna be watching Um, that 
Oh, thanks. I, I'm really looking forward to it. I've been working with a great designer there, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing the end product. Um, and each actually, each illustration is actually made up of a 10-foot painting, um, a 10-by-4-foot painting, and then it's broken up into pieces and photographs and then put together at the end so you can kind of see. It's like seeing, uh, revealing a puzzle. It's like the giant reveal. So you go through the dark, and you get, and at the end, you see the whole thing is one big giant piece. So I've actually painted these giant paintings, and then we're photographing them. So um, just finished the last one. They're waiting for that. So that's really exciting. Um, and all wow. every forest you can almost think of that uh, bring me joy are certainly in there. Um, mm. So the book, and then... My son, who I spoke of earlier, he is actually doing a mini doc for us. Um, so he's been filming since we began. And so wow. we put that together and have a little bit so you can see the process of our journey. Um, and uh, and then, this is really crazy, but I was driving with my um, daughter and my husband. Um, we were heading, taking her to U of T. Mm-hmm. And we were in the car and I told my wrote a song, <laughs> which they, they burst out <laughs> laughing. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a songwriter. Um, but I, you know, I had this idea and I could hear this in my head, the light in the fort. I could hear this song and I could hear children singing it, you know, uh-huh. and this beautiful, like I could just feel it. And so I had written most of it in kind of a skeleton form. And so I had them help me with two more verses on the way to Toronto. So in the car we had this, we were all laughing and just coming up with words and trying to create something that wasn't too cliche, which is really hard. And mm. um, so we wrote this song, and um, I still don't think they thought I was going to do anything with it. Anyway, I got back, and I have a good friend who's a musician, and she turned it into, she got the notation. I sang it to her, and she turned it into notation. And then she's so talented, she arranged it for a children's choir. And now we have um, the Annapolis Valley Honor Choir no singing way. it. Oh, it, it it's so beautiful. Like, I wish I could show you. It's so gorgeous. And um, so last night, I was at their first rehearsal. Uh, and here's a stage of children. Oh, like, I guess they maybe 8 to 12, I'm thinking, maybe. Seven, and um, and they did their first run-through of this song. That So I was sitting in the audience. Um, I chatted with them first. I had to go out and talk to them. Mm-hmm. And I sat in the audience. And then I... I just was listening and worked through it, and they just, I mean, it's incredibly beautiful. Like, the, their voices are just pure, oh, mm. so gorgeous. And so I was sitting in the audience, and all I could think of as they were singing this song was my daughter and my husband and I joking in the car, like, literally weeks <laughs> ago, you know, 1st of September, and um, and doing playing with this song. And then I'm sitting there watching this, and I just got shivers. Oh. You know, that like that any of us is capable of you know if we have a dream or we have an idea that you know that we can make things come to fruition you know just by by reaching out and and connecting with people and finding people who can do you know I'm not a singer um, but I I knew that this was working and now I have singers who are very talented singing it and, and bringing the magic in you know and now it's part of the show so it's the finale of the show Oh is this gosh. children's choir and they're totally on board and they they just they get it they get the message they get they understand it and hearing them sing it it was like yeah that's you know there's this little line at the very last line it kind of takes you through the dark through the light just like the book does it follows the same animals through the, the thing the very last line is um uh, the sun shines through the branches and warms the forest floor 
but I'm not afraid because I've been here before. And he goes, there's light in the forest, and I am not afraid. There's light in the forest. And it was, and it's just, it's a simple, it's very simple, mm. but it's, it, it was the finale of the song, and hearing 50 kids sing that, it just moved me. And um, so I'm really excited. I'm just, I'm thrilled. It's just, it, you know, every time when you hit a roadblock, or get, because it's hard doing this, trying to pull lots of people together and, and, um, and getting financing is a huge deal. Um, but we got our first major sponsor today, so I'm very excited about that too. Congratulations. Yes, thank you, Clearwater. <laughs> they're, oh, they're, awesome. They've come on as a presenting sponsor, which oh is wonderful. And we have a few others who are really interested too. Um, so that's going to help a lot. Um, yeah. And we've partnered with the Canadian Mental Health Foundation uh, Association, I should say, the Nova Scotia Division. And mm. they are, um, yeah, they've endorsed our our project and they're going to be in the room and we're going to work with them and see if we can't tour it into outer communities um, over the next year or so. Um, wow. Yeah. So that's really exciting too. That's just happened recently. So we've had some real breakthroughs, um, but lots of meetings and lots of talking and everybody, you know, feeling good about the project all, all on the same page. And um, it's been a big learning curve for me, but, but uh, exciting. Yeah. There you go. And it's in November, right? This it is. First yes, November 2nd. November um, 2nd. At the St. Matthew's Church on Barrington Street. And we are almost, I mean, we're getting close to sold out. We've sold over 250 tickets. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. And I think we have 350 seats. But then I just had calls today. So I think we will sell out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So it's exciting. And we've made it really accessible. Like the price, we kept the price really decent. It's $20, which is oh, includes wow. all your taxes and everything, like no extra fees. We want the first show just to be so you can get in there and enjoy it. And it's only, it's it's like just 50 minutes to an hour long tops. No intermission. Perfect. It just happens. Yeah. And because we want to break the spell of what you're going to be watching with an intermission because it's, um, it moves along really fast. So it's not, it's sort of like if you don't enjoy dance, it's not really traditional dance. It's more movement. If you think of uh, people embodying these animals, yeah. it's what they are doing more than um, more than traditional dance. And then the music is actually taken from uh, it's Jennifer King's our um, our musical director, and she's taken um, pr- compiled all these pieces of classical music from all over the world, and each kind of represents an animal. And so it's a free-flowing, beautiful, I mean, it's just, and she's an incredibly talented player, and there's a grand piano there, so she'll be playing, and she's actually incorporated into the show in a really interesting way. Um, And then Veronique McKenzie is our choreographer, and she's just really talented um, dancer and choreographer, and she'll be actually dancing with another young woman, so our two dancers are... um, or an older and a, a young woman that she's mentoring in. So we have, in fact, our three main creatives are over 50, and they're all women. And, in fact, our whole cast is all women, um, young so women, cool. and women, which is really neat. You yeah. know, like our lighting designer, our sound designer, they're all they're all young women. Um, so it just, it's just the way it's turned out. And I, I think it's really delightful. Like, I, I love it. And and that the older ones are we're bringing the younger ones in with us. Um, now, in saying that, my, my guy, <laughs> Alan... Bateman, he's wonderful, and he's um, he's been a huge support. And my son Jack, of course, is doing our filming. So, but in the main creatives are yeah, so it's, it's pretty cool. I think you had a bunch of old, really cool. old broads up there <laughs> doing our stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's really fun. Yeah, I love it. Oh my gosh, that is like listening to you talk about this is really inspirational and like encouraging. 
Oh, good. So, I'm glad. There was something that you said earlier about building resilience. Mm-hmm. And I've been thinking a lot about resilience because, um, well, I, I read that book, uh, Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. Tell me about it. So it's about, it's primarily about vulnerability. Yeah. And how people can move, can grow towards being wholehearted. And so she's, so she's a researcher and I feel like I'm using the wrong term for it, but, um, she has basically spent many, many years researching vulnerability mm-hmm. and gathering data, like interviewing people. And, um, she's found, so this book is about how to be vulnerable and how to, um, like the importance of vulnerability And one of the things that she mentions in it is building resilience. And that's stood out to me. And I think a big reason is because I want to be resilient, Mm -hmm. but I still am having trouble like exactly grasping what that is like what it really means to be resilient and like, and how, like, how do I build that? Like, how do I, is it like a thought pattern or is it uh, like, can you only gain it through experience? Do you have any advice on that? I think, I think you're actually doing it without even, it's not like something, I don't even know if it's something you can think about. It's just something you're doing, but every day you're getting up and every day you're playing with your kids and you're, doing things like going to get your pumpkins, you know? All those things are building resilience. It's I don't think it's a conscious thing. I think it's just doing. It's in the doing and the moving and the making things happen. That's what it is. And, you know, you're talking about vulnerability, and, you know, I, I, I think it's so easy. It's so much easier to relate to people when they're vulnerable. Yeah. You know, I, I think people think of it, oh, you have to be strong and, you, you know, this, but, you know, as soon as somebody like cracks a little bit and lets you in, you know, you just fall in love with them. So there's, there's something about that, isn't there? It's not, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. I really think, and it's hard to do because we, we guard ourselves to protect our, protect our hearts. And it's, and it's not easy when we get hurt. And I've certainly been hurt. Um, when you lay everything out there and you're rejected for some reason. Um, but I think it's, I think it's, still worth it and and yeah the people probably I love the most are the most vulnerable people I yeah who will be open with me yeah and real yeah it's it's interesting like how vulnerability and being real like that's the same like they are hand in hand I think it is yeah I mean who I mean you can you know strength being a strong person um what does that look like right yeah. It can be so many things. I mean, I think even being vulnerable is being a strong person. Like letting yourself like that to me is the bravest thing. Think yeah. about it. I mean, it's not, you know, toughing through and, you know, and not, oh, this isn't bothering me and I'm fine and nothing gets me down and all of that foolishness. Well, it is getting you down, maybe not on the outside, but the things get you down. <laughs> you can't we're human. We're just we're 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 all a little bit, you know, cracked and we have to we have to uh be able to let um, let ourselves be vulnerable or else it's, it's, I think you miss out on so much. I think you miss out on, on meaningful connections with people. Do you find that like being, uh, 
being an artist calls for a lot of vulnerability. I think so. I mean, there's probably very different types of artists, right? Like we're all so some, maybe not so much. Maybe there's about building walls and keeping people out or what have you. Um, I think that's interesting. I think, I think my is because my art is I'm very social, like around like people watching, I, I paint live in front of audiences. People watch me paint. Like I'm not hidden away in the studio, right? Mm. Sometimes hundreds of people are watching me paint and yeah. I, I'm laying it all out there and I can make a mistake. I have no pattern. I have nothing I'm following. I'm literally making things up as I go. That's a very vulnerable state to be in. In front of a lot of people, it can be really humiliating. Um, I try to, just, there's something about that that um, it kind of excites me. I think like uh, adrenaline rush, you know, to just, put yourself on the line like that. Um, but I know I'm setting myself for, for potential failure and, uh, or to be judged. Yeah. Right. That's so scary. <laughs> it's really, it is. It's scary. None of us want to be judged. I, I don't like it in my daily life. I certainly don't like the idea of people talking about me or making assumptions about who I am. The great thing about getting older though, is you really start letting that go. You really, time is so important and, and, and joy and, all of those things, and I can't, I can't spend too much time on all of, all of that negativity. So I, um, as I get older, I care less and less about those types of things, which is really wonderful. That's one of the great things about getting older. You care a little bit less about uh, what people think of what you look like, and all. Not that I don't care if I have a nice dress on or something, but, but mm-hmm. I just, I just, it's not the same as when I was a young woman. And you know, and I think of what a relief it is that I don't have to carry that or care. Um, so, yeah, so I put myself in lots of situations that could be really embarrassing. And um, I don't I don't know quite why I do it. <laughs> well, let me think. Why do I do that? What is wrong with me? Um, yeah, I don't. I, I have, though. I've set up. I mean, even this production, you know, I'm putting myself out there in yeah. a huge way. Yeah. And, um, and I'm on the line. And if it's, you know... If it all falls apart, then it certainly will be it will be my, me or my fault or whatever. Um, but um, I'm willing to risk that to to uh, try and and make this happen because because I believe in it. That's all I can do is just believe in it and move forward. And if it if it fails, and I'll just I'll pick up the pieces and move and do something else. You know, it's not like things in the past have never fallen apart. I mean, that's life. <laughs> you know, good and bad. It just is what it is. Um, but sometimes the risk is really fun just to throw yourself out there. I think the biggest one, I remember when I was painting live, oh my gosh, I still, I, I took on, I think the symphony, I was working with Nova Scotia symphony Whoa! and I, I, I said, I can do 32 feet painting 32 foot by eight feet. And I had an hour, uh, with, um, breaks because the conductor would talk in between that hour. And, um, and you know, I just said I could do it, and I really didn't know if I could do it. <laughs> I mean, I sort of thought probably I could do it. Um, so I, you know, jumping around back there, and um, and you know, it didn't. I didn't love it totally. There was areas of I really loved, but a lot of areas I didn't. And I, but in the end, you know, I don't know if any. I think people enjoyed it, and it was fun. And it was just like pushing yourself like that to just see, well, what can, what am I capable of? So then I went, and then I went bigger. I went to. Um, Oh, I went to a 20 by 30 foot painting. I had 
six hours to do it. And I was on one of those cranes because I couldn't reach the top without driving one of those, you know, those things that go up and down. Yes. I, well, I don't know what those things are called. Yeah, those like crazy. a lift. I, yeah, yeah like really, a lift. Yeah. yeah. You have dri- I had to drive it back and forth because my screen was 20 by 30 feet, but then I, it was like another 10 to 15 feet off the ground. So then I had to get way up to read, you know, so I was on this really high Oh thing my gosh. And driving it back and forth. They just kind of braced me in. And, um, and I had six hours and and I remember getting through the bottom part and I was going too detailed. I had to relax a little bit. And I thought, oh, if you don't speed up, you're not going to actually do this. And so I just focused and I just worked straight until I could. And I literally finished at the last, you know, as soon as the music stopped at that last little thing, I had my last bit done. I was behind the screen. I worked behind the screens and the color comes to the front and it was, it was, um, oh, completely physically exhausting. But it felt so good to realize I could do it. But I must admit, I had some real panic back there. I thought this is could be a disaster if I can't get this done. I mean, I because I thought I could, <laughs> you know, and I told them I could. But right. you know, sometimes you just have to do that. You just have to have a gut feeling and throw yourself at something that, you know, maybe you'll fail. But so what? Like, what is the worst thing in the world? Like, so what? Really? You know, in the big scheme of things, in the big scheme of life, it's. So what? Who? Nobody's going to care. People are worried about themselves. They don't worry about what you're doing, you know. So it might be a little embarrassing for a few minutes, whatever. Then you move on and do something else. And that certainly happened in my past. But I, I guess I am a risk taker in that way. I never really thought about it because my husband would never do any of this. And he's an artist, but there's not a chance he'd ever... No, no. <laughs> <laughs> he just he thinks I'm crazy. He's like, what are you doing up there? What are you doing? So no, he he likes to be in his own little space, painting quietly, nobody watching him, and just doing his thing. And yeah, we're very different. But he but then he's he kind of loves it too because he gets on board with me. And next, you know, he's helping me build these giant installations. And yeah, he's a real sweetheart with that. Yeah, but I'm sure he doesn't understand why I'm doing it. Nor nor do I. So how can I explain? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh my goodness. You just, so you actually, you're just, you're just flinging yourself out there. I totally fling myself out there. And it's funny because I, now I feel like I'm doing it even more so. I think maybe because I'm getting older and I'm still feeling pretty good. And, and I think, you know, I don't know how long, like people, oh, you're going to live, you know, well, maybe I will live to a hundred. I don't know. But physically how I feel, I don't know. Right. And right now I do feel good and I've been you know, fortunate in many ways. Um, so I really want to do as much as I can while I'm feeling good. Like that take a, that takes a lot of physical energy, not just mental energy. Um, I'll like, I love to create, so that will never stop. It doesn't matter if I'm doing it for myself. I've just, I can't stop. It's like, it's like when I did parties for kid, my kids and their friends, I mean, it was always like, it's, it's, it's a show, you know, it's just like, i I love it, right? I love it. I love the aesthetics and I love putting it together and I love the creativity and I love trying to find some creative problem solving. So that's a part of who I just am. So that goes as a mother, as a artist, as a whatever. I, I will be that always. Um, so now it's in a public scale. It's become that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that does add an extra pressure, um, but a nice little extra adrenaline boost. It's probably not bad for my aging self. So <laughs> I'll take that. I've actually, next weekend, I'm actually painting a 32-foot painting live in oh. an hour and a half. Where? Um, at uh, Big Magic. Have you heard of Big Magic? I don't know if you know about this event. It's um, Elizabeth Gilbert, um, Eat, Pray, Love. 
you know, fame. You know, she wrote the, and she just wrote uh, Big Magic, but she's written a lot of other books too. Um, City Girls, there's quite a few. She's got, she's got a huge fan base. Um, wow. And she's a great public speaker and a very motivational person. And um, so I've been invited to paint. It's the backdrop of the whole event. And so there's one night where she's just, her and Nancy Reagan and Ann Ruby are all speakers. And um, so I'll be painting, I'll be painting, it'll be live streamed through the building as people are kind of coming in. And then I finish it as they all sit down. And then that becomes the backdrop for the whole event. Um, and we might be leaving a few spaces for them to actually paint at the end with me, which might be fun if we can work that in. Um, and so then they have their talks in front of it and then they do this whole workshopping the next day. And so that art will be the, the, uh, you know, background of all of that. And I'm painting actually one of my giant rabbits jumping out of the forest <laughs> for light oh in the gosh. forest. And then I'm going into all this big botanical stuff. So I think it's going to be really nice. And I'm just going to try and relax. I'll work big. I just kind of keep away from too much detail and just chill out and just get in there and, and relax and, and try and really enjoy being in my body and in that space and trying to let go and not worry too much about what the subject matter will be and just really just painting and enjoying myself. Um, you know, Worst comes to worst, so something looks a little goofy. I don't know if people really realize it. They'll just think I did it on purpose. So <laughs> I think it'll be okay. But so that's coming up. Yeah. So that's happening really soon. And then they're also going to promote Light in the Force while they're there. They're letting us, because, you know, the messages are this very similar about, you know, um, about sort of, you know, kind of not taking control of your life, but, but making decisions and choices about your life. And that's something, you know, that's something getting older. That's when I really, I woke up to actually probably in my thirties, maybe forties. I remember just all of a sudden it was like, um, like I'll, I'll give you an example. So when I was a young one with my, my guy, my partner, he was very romantic. And, mm -hmm. um, and then I thought, oh gosh, you know, we're getting really boring, you know, <laughs> whatever, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> oh, he didn't bring me flowers, whatever, you know, whatever. <laughs> was. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, it was probably in our late twenties, early thirties. And we used to have this walk we did and it went around our property and it's a loop. We call it the loop. And I actually life loop because, um, we walked this as a young couple, then we had a puppy and then we had a baby on my back and then we had our kids and then we had teenagers. So this loop we walked and it's like a 15 minute loop around our property. And it's just, um, yeah, it's our life loop. And I can just, I can feel it when I walk it now as an older woman, I can feel my kids and my dog. And anyway, oh it's just, gosh. it's like, I, they're all there. Their energy's all still there, you know? And, um, anyway, um, I got, I, I, took off on a tangent there. No, I really liked that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind, of, kind of went a little crazy. Um, so <laughs> I shouldn't keep saying that. Um, yeah. So anyway, where was I? Where was I? Help me come back to my spot. So it so, was when you were younger and yes, yes. The romance, the romance. The I'll romance, get back to the yeah. romance. Yeah. 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 Sorry. I just, that, that life loop. So on that <laughs> life loop, on the loop, we were walking one night and I was, you know, I don't know, bemoaning something as we do as couples, you know, whatever, whatever. And I remember my husband, you know, saying to me, don't, don't you, can't you see our life? Like, look where we are. And it's the middle of the day and we're on a hike. And he said, our, it's not about creating romance. It's, it's that our life is romantic. Our life, it's our life that we choose to live. And, and then I thought about that and I realized it is, it's like everything, it's a choice when you get up every day 
about how you want to live your life. And, and that's sort of what it comes down to. And so if I'm waking up with <laughs> negative energy or whatever, um, I can turn that around by choosing how I'm going to face that day or how I'm going to interact with somebody that maybe I'm having this stressful time with and maybe I don't want to have a stressful time with. Um, I can choose, if I want romance in my life, I can choose it. I can set, I can set the mood. I can set the table. I can pour wine. I mean, you, you have so much power within your choices of how your day is going to come, come alive. Right. And it just seems like such a simple thing. And it was, it was an epiphany to me. I, I, I don't know why, but it was. And, and then, so if I woke up and I was feeling a little grumpy, you know, with your partner, well, you're going to be grumpy to them. Why would you start your day? Then you're setting a whole pattern for a day, which you didn't have to set. Right. So if I choose like, no, I want to have a joyous, loving day, I can choose to roll over and give him a kiss or a hug and be warm than, than get mad because I realize I have a big, busy day ahead of me, right? And that sets your whole day. And I mean, that's just an example. I mean, it's not just in romance or your love life or whatever. It's in every aspect of your life, you know, how you treat your children, what, mm. what you decide to do that day. Like, well, you know, I don't have a lot of time, but, but, um, you know, well, maybe we'll make cookies instead of watch the movie or we'll do, you know, there's just so many things. It's, it's just, or sit and read a book for a minute. Like just, cause yeah, you can fit a minute in, uh, you know, um, uh. it's all those, those simple things and, and it changed my whole life. And I'm not saying I don't have a bad day. Hell yeah, I have a bad day, but it's, um, but I realize there's a, it's a lot of it's up to me how I want it to be. And, um, yeah, and I have a, I have a really good life and I think it's, it's because I try and make really good choices. And sometimes I fail at it, um, you know, I, but I'm trying all the time. And, and I think that makes the difference. And I think it's probably why I'm, we're still married. <laughs> you know what I mean? Really, after 30, <laughs> 34 years, wow. um, we've been together a long time and we're really happy. And I think it's not without its troubles and whatever. But um, yeah, because he's a good guy too. And I think both of us wake up and make choices, good choices, you know so that we can have a good life and the best life we can have because that's all you can all you can work towards is the best life you can have in the circumstances you're in right because we don't get to choose those right because um, sometimes they're not great um, but there's still joy to be found even in some of the worst times it's still there you know if you look for it so yeah yeah I've been thinking about the choices mm -hmm. and making good choices yeah. that are going to benefit me, be healthy for me and my family. Absolutely. And I've been noticing like they don't feel good. Right. <laughs> all the time. No, no. <laughs> Fake it till you make it. Is that what you mean? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. 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 It's not always easy, is it? Like, that's what I said. I'm not, you know, I'm speaking as Pollyanna and I don't mean to, um, but I just know in the big scheme of things, it's working for me. Yeah. Um, and... You know, and sometimes I have to really s struggle because sometimes if someone disappoints you or hurts you, it's really hard to just take a breath and, you know, go, okay, what is this? You know, one thing my father-in-law used to say, I, I loved how he would say this. He'd say, especially in conflict, right? Or con He'd say, well, how do you want the situation to turn out? What do, what do you what do you want to happen? So if you're in a conflict with something, someone or something in your life, what is your goal here? And is your goal to 
be in an argument with somebody and maybe never talk to them again in your life because you, you know, like there's just, it's, or, you know, even driving your car, you know, road rage. And yeah. People are crying. Like, so how do you want the situation to turn with this person? So that's like yelling at you in the car. Are you going to like yell back at them? Like, you, you know, what do you want? Do you want to, do you want to just be able to calmly drive home and make it home? Or do you want to end up in a fight on the side of the road with some person? So it's like, it's, it's like, it's, it's thinking like leap, making your head leap forward and go, how do I want my night to be? So if I'm being grumpy or whatever, well, I want my night to be calm and I want to have a nice dinner. And I want, so it's, it's how it's those types of things. It's just a little leap in your head when you're feeling, when you're in a conflicted mood or time, it's that little bounce ahead and go, oh, right. Okay. Whew, take a breath, walk away, calm down. And go, okay. Yeah. You can. Yeah. I mean, it's work. It's a bit of work, but it's, it's, um, I think it's worth it. Yeah. I mean, really, it's so worth it. It's like um, something that I've been having. I've been. It's simplifying. I'm going to simplify this sure, a lot. Sure, go for it. But when, um, so I'm at the age now where like our fr- like our friends and us like are starting to realize that there are certain choices that you can make one night that's really going to affect the next day, like drinking too much, right. or <laughs> staying up too late right. when you know that you have a busy day the next day, or yeah, um, and even. I don't like staying up too late, even when I don't have anything to do the next day, because I just feel like crap anyway. Right. right. But, um, (laughs) and it's, so it's like when you're in the time, like that night, you're thinking this would be fun right now. This would be fun. Right. But then you're, but then all of a sudden it's like you finally, like, I mean, my, I'm almost 33. Like I'll be 33 November. You're a baby. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Um, But then, but also, it's just kind of like I'm finally starting to be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna think ahead a little bit here. If I do that, I'm gonna feel awful and hate myself. So your consequences of of your of your behavior. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. It's all we all have those. That's for sure. (laughs) It's like it just feels so like in the moment, like it doesn't feel good like you're just kind of like oh that sucks but then all of a sudden you're just kind of like oh well actually I guess it's not really that bad and then like does it start to get easier to make the healthier choice or do some choices start to get easier or that's interesting I think I think because you're so from as you get older you just get more familiar with yourself and your body mind you it changes so bloody much it's like new choices over and over um you know because you just when you think you got everything figured out when you're in your 30s and 40s change everything and then then go through menopause good god a whole other host of uh of uh, choices you might want to make, you know, (laughs) Um, but um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think for me it is, I mean, it's, it's all to me, it's all balance and it's also um, moderation of everything in my whole life. It's like, you know, when diet fads come in, um, okay, you know, only eat that. And then, you know, or don't eat any carbs and you're going to lose weight. You're going to do this and you're going to, there's all these fads have come through my lifetime. I mean, I just can't, I can't even tell you how many fads. And, and it's like, to me, it's always been, it's moderation because all of, we're not extreme beings, right? We don't, we don't live, we can't live on the edge. We can't live out there like that all the time. We just can't, we can't survive. So you just, you try and find 
so so you mix those, you know, for me, like we certainly love to go out. We I was last night I was out with my, you know, after the choir with mm-hmm. listening to the choir of the children singing my my song. Um we, you know, ended up at some friend's place and having a glass of wine, you know, before we walked home. So, yeah. you know, and um and yeah, probably I you know, wasn't the smartest idea cuz I had to get up really early this morning in total, but but sometimes things are worth it and and it's not like it's every night we're, you know, doing that. And yeah. so so yeah, it is. I mean, I also know my limit now cuz I'm older. I I know when to stop. I know what, you know. And um and I enjoy the company so much. All that other stuff doesn't it's not as important to me, you know, just to just enjoy being with everybody and sitting out and we're outside on a deck, you know, enjoying nature. Um so yeah, that's an interesting thing. I think it's I think it's such an individual thing whether you um, realize that, but I think you just know your body and everything more, don't you? Like as you get older, what you can take and what you can't. But I, I, I sure love an evening out mm. like to this, you know, I mean, you have young children too. That's a whole other thing, like young children and that, and that taxing, you know, to a certain degree on, you know, Yeah. and I remember when I was with my kids when they were younger, it was, it was sort of more focused on our family yeah. more so. And then the odd weekends we do things here and there, but mm-hmm. you know, our one date night a week we had, we had scheduled that from the time they were born date nights, Tuesday nights were date nights. Um, oh, I, I like that idea. It was a great idea. I'm telling you, it was, um, we started it when our son was born because we love movies, like movies are our thing. And since we met in art college, we go to avant-garde. Like we love really interesting movies, but just fun, crazy, trashy movies too. Mm. And so what we decided was Tuesday, it was cheap movie night. And that sort of started back, I guess, in the 90s, early 90s. And so our when our son was born, we hired a babysitter for a whole year. And then every Tuesday, she was booked to come big and we paid her really well we made sure there was lots of snacks so she always <laughs> wanted to come yeah. and um and we and that was our night and we just we went to a movie or we go to dinner and we'd hang out and we'd just be young and silly again to get you know because yeah. you have to do that you have to kind of you know be alone um to appreciate your kids you have to have time together right right yes and, and it's really important it is super important and mm-hmm. and, it, and it was fun and you know and we and now we don't even have kids at home we still do it so our kids are grown up and, um, and every Tuesday night we go out, um, just because it's been our thing. And mind you, we go out Fridays and Saturdays now, you know, <laughs> we have, we have like a whole open schedule now. Um, you know, so it, yeah, it was, it was really, it was, it was fun just to even just to laugh together and be alone and have your own private jokes and your own little intimate time without a, a kid interrupting, even though they're so delightful and wonderful. It's still, you need to have that. Yeah. Because yeah. it, it can get old. Oh, yeah. It's hard. No, yeah. no. Yeah. And there's, there's you know, ki- kids need, they need things and they need you a lot. And they a need lot, yeah. even the physicality of you, like on you and around you. And, and I mean, I really, I love, I mean, I did love it. I must say this, I just, I can still smell what their hair smelled like. I can still, I, oh. oh my goodness. There's like that certain scent that they have um, at a oh, certain age. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's warm and, um. It smells like outdoors to me, but yeah, there's, it's, 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 yeah, sweet, sweet yeah, little yeah. smell. And it's not just their, sh- it's not their shampoo no, or anything. It's, 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 it's their humanness it's yeah. and little, little kidness. And yeah. Yeah. No, I, I remember it well. And I, I can still, you know, and that's when I had kids, I, I remember knowing it was not going to last. I, I just felt like, like we were in a bubble until school started and then 
you know, then it was a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. In fact, school sped everything up because you had to schedule all of a sudden until we took our son out um, in grade six. Okay. But, so we had this this sort of bubble, and I, I remember thinking, okay, really remember this, because I remember taking the two of them. They were about two and a half years apart. Okay. So I'd have one at one and a half, you know, one at almost, what's that, two, it's about four, you know, uh, years old. Close, and I would take them, you know, uh, we'd have like, I'd be painting and painting and they'd be playing around me. Um, I was always working from the day they were born. They just reused, they played in our studio. Oh. And then I would take them in the room and we just, we just lay down, we'd joke around and I'd, you know, get to snuggle them and just r- tickle them and wrestle, just silly, you know, mm-hmm. being, reading books and all that. And I can just, I can still remember feeling them each in one arm, like I thought I could, I could carry mm-hmm. them even that way. Mm-hmm. And I can remember just thinking, gosh, you know, like, like this is just a moment in time. Like I really want to just smell them and enjoy them and have this time because mm-hmm. it goes, and it did, it went that fast. It was just, I can, so I would, and even picking up my daughter from school, I would always go get her and, um, we lived very close. You could probably take the bus, but I, I just wanted to pick her up cause it was fun and I was home and I could do it. Yeah. And so I would go and she always would hold my hand, you know, when you, and, and your kids are young. They do, right? They do, yeah. And so, and so I, I still remember, and I have fairly big hands, and she's this little girl, and I can just remember her holding my hand. She would grab it as soon as I would come to get her from her mm, class. Yeah. <laughs> and I would just, and I can remember walking down the hall, and she was probably getting, like, probably around six or seven-ish, and, um, and just thinking how lucky I was, like, that she still wanted to hold my hand mm. and just feeling, and I remember thinking, feel her hand, feel her hand in your hand. So you'll always remember that. And I can still remember her tiny little hand in my hand. So those things, those things are, um, you know, they fill you up sometimes when I miss them, I can think of those things. And, um, it was really fun at Christmas. They, they came home. I had them both, which was, was great. I never expected. I'm happy with whatever happens. And mm. they, uh, and it was Christmas morning and, uh, and they both climbed in bed, my bed, you know, like oh. when they were little, <laughs> oh. they're giant now, six foot seven and five, eight, like they're not, they're not <laughs> tiny, which is kind of hysterical, but it was just this, um, they had no idea. And it was just a simple little gesture and them, you know, saying Merry Christmas to me. And, um, and they have no idea what a gift that was. They have no idea. And, uh, until they have their own children, they'll, they'll never know. Mm. So beautiful, you know? Those are those are what we were talking about, the simple things, remember earlier? Yeah. Those are the things you just hang on to those things when things are dark. Those are good, those are good things to hang on to. And they're so simple. The smell of their head, mm. the feel of their hand, mm. your hand, and and uh yeah. Yeah, it's pretty special. I'm yeah. still like uh, so my oldest, she is nine. Yeah. But I can still faintly see that her hands are still like kid hands. Oh yeah. So so I'm just like I keep looking at them just being like, they're still there. They're still kid hands. It's my little baby. Yeah. Well, even now, you know what's funny? Because even you know how they sleep certain ways? Like some will have like I, I have one who always had their hands here and you can go in. I love watching kids when they sleep. I'm sure most people do. They're just so sweet. I mean, it's just oh, beyond, yeah. you know. Yeah. Oh, and I and my son always slept a certain way. <clears throat> and and even now as adults, sometimes like if I ever see them sleeping, which is I'm not creeping around the rooms, that would be really creepy. But <laughs> You know, about the odd time I've caught a glimpse if we're on a trip or or they have their door open and I and I can still see them. They still I can see the baby in them. I can yeah. see um, you know, I can I it's crazy. It's like little ghosts running around their energy. So if they're in my house and they're and they see something and they do a gesture, I can remember them doing that as a little 
person, oh. you know, and I can see it. I can just see it like a, you know, how sometimes you wonder if your memories are memories that are real or from your photographs, you yes. know, sometimes photographs. Yeah. And, um, and I'm super aware of that. And so I try and differentiate like, is, is this a memory from a photograph or is this a memory? And so whenever there's a smell attached or, um, <clears throat> or if they're not facing me or there's a movement, then I know it's a real memory. Because oh. I don't take, we only take pictures of kids sitting straight looking at, you know what I mean? Yep. yep. Yeah. So those are, and I, and those are the things I, I really try and hang on to. Um, those, those sweet things. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty nice actually. Oh my goodness. You've, you've had me in like near, like my eyes have been especially sweaty <laughs> this whole time that we've been sitting here. I love, I love the way that you look at life. I love it. That is, you are romantic. You know what's funny? I, well, thank you. And I didn't, um, I, you know what? I probably am. And I, it's so funny because when I was young, I get, yeah, romantic. Yeah. Romantic in, um, not in the way I would have thought uh, if you had said that when I was younger. Mm. Um, yeah, but I guess it is. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. I would have thought I, if some of you say, are you romantic? I'd probably say, no, I'm not really, you know, which is so funny because you're right. I probably am. And it's, um, I just, I don't even know. It's not even, it's just, it's all, I guess it's just all wrapped up in emotion. It's, it's just, it's, it's, it's really being in, in touch with what makes you feel good or sad or happy and, um, and trying to stay connected to that and not becoming, um, like flatlining or blanking out. It's really important to me to, to have that little bit of vibration, you know, and that makes me feel connected to to my people or what I'm doing or my project and, you know, highs, lows, whatever. That's all good for me. Like, I, I don't mind having lows because I know I'm going to go back up, you know. I can have lows because um, when you're up here vibrating and you've got all this excitement, you know you got to crash out sometimes to get back up again um, so you have a rest and then come back. Um yeah, that's interesting. I think I am a romantic. Well, that's very insightful. I, I'll have to think about that. <laughs> I'm okay with it, though. Yeah, okay, I'm good. good. I'm good with that. Okay, cool. Because yeah. I was saying it as a compliment. Oh, well, I, I'll, I'll take it however, but I'm good with that. I think okay. that's, you're probably right. You're probably 100% right. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I just, um, your way of looking at life is very unique, and I love how it's, looking at each stage and just being in it, like feeling it. Yeah. That's, um, I you know what we have no choice. <laughs> I, if we want to enjoy our life, right? Yeah. It's like, yes, yeah. you're right. Yeah. It's just something that I, I don't often think of. I mean, mm. I, I do often think of it, but I don't often articulate it. And I think that's necessary in order to really understand what I'm doing. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. But, but it's, it's probably happening without, yeah, you're, you're, you're in it anyway, right? We're all in it. We're right. all just in it. And, and it's, it's, it's choosing to, um, well, it's choosing to feel and feel strongly is what it is, you know, and not, and not um, being afraid to, that's what it is. And so sometimes that doesn't feel good. <laughs> no, sometimes it really I, doesn't. No, it doesn't. I still get afraid to feel 
Yeah. I really do. And I'll resist it. I'll resist it. And it, and then it ends up really hurting me. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. And you miss out. You miss out. Cause if you're, yeah. Cause you, you get it. It's scary. It's scary to go low. It's scary to go dark. Um, but it, but there are no highs without it either. You know, there's no, like it's, one kind of facilitates the other, <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's just, it's like there, I would not, I, I can personally say, I mean, I, I do not want a life that's all up here. Like it, it's not real. That's not a real life. Right. That doesn't mean I'm like, I'm, I'm certainly going to make the best of every day I'm going to make, but you, you can't stay up here all the time because it's exhausting. So you have to have rest. You have to be able to come back down. Um, but then, Know that when you're down, that you can come back up. That's the important part. And keeping that so that you're not afraid to go down. Knowing I, I, I can come back up. I come back and get to the light again. I needed to yeah. hear that. Yeah. That's like, because when I'm having my down days, the thing that really gets me is that I can, like, I'll just get stuck in this thought of, like, this is it. Like, this is life. Yeah. No, and it's not. It's just a piece. It's just a piece. It's a moment in time. And that I think that, yeah, and I think keeping that in memory, I mean, even even our light in the forest thing, that's what it's about. So mm. so if we can take you, I mean, it just seems so uh, surfacey, or but it's not. I, I swear to you, there's poignancy in here. But if we can take, so if we take you as a viewer into the light, like slowly into the light, like with little reveals and little reveals until all of a sudden it's like, bam, and you're in that high vibration and everything's, you know, and you're really like, oh, this is so wonderful. And then inevitably at some point it's going to go dark again. It's just, it's just, it just has to, it doesn't have to go really, really can, you know, but it's going to go dark again. So even in the show, we, we shut the veil, we, we turn it all down. We shut the whole show down again. So you only get to stay there so long. And then we shut it all back down and bring it down slowly, not like a crash, like a slow you know, just like ebbs and flows, just like, like life. And then we turn everything off. And then what we're hoping is that you can have the memory of that light and that vibration and that you experienced it. You feel it. I mean, you've had joy in your life. You know what that feels like, right? Yes. yes. And so because you've been there before, you can get there again. So instead of like when you're real, when it all goes dark thinking, oh, well, this is what it's going to be now. No, it is right this minute, but you can go back. You can, you're going to go back. And knowing that you can go back and that you will go back, and it's ebb and flow, ebb and flow, instead of thinking, I'm stuck. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and it's, and it's, and it's, and it's, it's a choice again. I mean, I realize there's a lot more than, than just choice. Um, <clears throat> but some of it is just, just remembering the light, remembering the light, and that you can go back. You can go back and, and, and it will be there, especially if you got, if you never felt joy in your life ever in your whole life, um, it would be hard to, because you wouldn't realize it was joy in life. Right. But mm. if you've had it and, and I know you have, mm -hmm. um, um, when you've had it, then, then there's something to go back to and there's something worth like crawling back out of the hole for, right. Cause you know, it's up there and you're going to get to enjoy it again, even if this is a bad day. Um, it's important to know that and to remember that. Yeah. And that's all light in the forest is. It's just, uh, you know, it's just life. That's all it is. 
When the light in the dark. Light in the dark. When you're dark, there's light. Yeah. I love talking to you. I love talking to you. It's been fun. Yeah. yeah. And um, the time went by <laughs> very, very quickly. But I have to ask you one last question. Yes. The question I like to ask everybody. Absolutely. What does it look to you to be mentally healthy? Wow. That's a good question. I think it's sort of what we were just talking about. Yeah. It's really a balance, isn't it? Um, not trying to, not being worried if it's not all high vibration. Yeah. <laughs> that it's okay, you know. And, um, and, that, and, that, and that you can make choices and you can get out of the bed and decide how your day is going to be. And sometimes it's not going to be great, even when you try, but that you're going to try. And you're going to make the best of, of what you have. And, and I think sometimes even if your day is like the darkest day, I bet you if you look, there's probably just a glimmer of something really maybe sparkly in there you can hang on to. And, um, and even if I was sort of vision it like that, like if I'm having like a really dark time, <clears throat> think of like a, like a, the veil, like I was talking about with lightness force, and there's like a little tiny hole, like a little hole, and just a little spark of light you can see through. And then you just sort of think... When I can, I'm just going to keep ripping it open just a little bit more and a little bit more until I can just rip it open, let the light and just climb out of the hole. And so it's like a visualization to, to, get, to get back into the light and, um, and knowing that it's there. And don't beat yourself up about, about it if it's hard to get there. It's, it's there, and, and you'll get back to it. Yeah. It'll be okay. Yeah. It'll Thank be okay. You. Thank you. This was a really good talk. Thank you. Glad. Enjoyed um, it. I would love to have you back sometime. Anytime. Okay. Call me and we'll come back. Okay. I would like we'll that. We'll reassess. Yeah. <laughs> um, everyone who's listening, thank you very much. And uh, just know that wherever you are, Holly and I are sitting here loving you. Absolutely. Big love. Yeah. Have a really great morning, afternoon, evening, night. I will be talking to you soon.